Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Let your power fall. When your name is called. Prove the doubt. Baker Durham. Thank you for joining me for yet another episode of Fully Persuaded About Faith. 
Fully Persuaded is a power-packed one-hour weekly broadcast delivering Christ-centered messages. Say it with me, Christ-centered messages to inspire, uplift, and equip those looking for a deeper, richer relationship with God. Fully Persuaded is a unique blend of talk show, teleclass, laying on of hand session, which will help listeners to increase faith, build spiritual endurance, and initiate positive change. Let me tell you something. I am super excited to have Apostle Teresa Johnson to join us again tonight. Um, some of you may remember she's been on the show before, and she broke us off concerning the uh, fivefold ministry and the office of the the um, evangelist and the prophet and the teacher and and the apostle and and I'm still living off of that word that she taught about the um, apostle, the office of the apostle and the office of the um, evangelist, and so. Tonight, um, she's coming back, and she's going to talk about the scribal prophet. And I'm going to read you a little bit of this, and we're going to bring her on the air because I can't wait. I know um, that we're going to learn some things tonight. So get your pens and get your paper, um, get everything you need to write down and take good notes because we're going we're gonna to get some teaching tonight. So Apostle Johnson's creative and scribal ministry is rooted in inner healing, godly character building, Affirmation and building, bringing significance to the lives of others through the prophetic creative arts. She's award-winning. She's a former award-winning print news reporter with a career spanning more than 22 years. Can you say 22 years? Amen. Hallelujah. She is an active freelance writer, blogger, and the author author of the Scribal Anointing book series, which is currently includes seven books. She also authored a collection of poetry and spoken word, Thank God for Salvation, and is the co-author of several nationally published and distributed workbooks addressing child sexual abuse awareness and prevention, including The Courage to Speak, The Grooming Mystery, Unmasking the Sex Offender, True Intimacy, Pathways to Healing, and the soon-to-be-released workbook, Splinters of shame. Mm, gosh. Teresa has published hundreds of blogs and articles and has been published in Charisma Magazine, Rejoice Atlanta News, the Answer Newspaper, and more. She is the editor of Ezra's Scroll, and I want her to correct me on that because I know I mispronounced that, a prophetic poetry and creative writing magazine. In addition, Apostle is a, po- a poet spoken word artist, playwriting artist. She often ministers with a team of prophetic scribes creatively to facilitate healing to the broken. Oh, I can't wait for her to talk about that. She is a nationally trained leader in inner healing with the Living Waters program of Desert Stream Ministry where she serves as serves with the uh, SE Regional Director. You know something, I'm reading this and my mind is going to so many questions. And I can't wait to get her on the line because this is making me have more questions. And I know she's going to get them to them tonight. Apostle, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Minister Durham? I'm good. You know what? I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad you have me back. I tell you, I I thank you for your patience with me even tonight. And I thank you for another opportunity to be on your broadcast. It is a blessing and an honor. I want you to know that. Well, you know, I I love you because you teach me so much. You make me think outside of traditional lines, and um, I love and respect that about you. It's more than just um, words here. It's truly in my heart. But, you know, I'm reading this, and I I don't want to get off the subject because you know I will. So I'm just going to take a little tiny detour, and then I'm going to come back to what we're here for. But... um, 
it, it, it says here you often ministers with a team of prophetic scribes to create creatively to facilitate healing to the broken. You know, so many of us are broken. You know. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I even um, even at work today, I was thinking about um, I was at Social Security with one of my patients, and and so many people are so broken and 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 we disguise our brokenness with substance abuse and 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 um inappropriate relationships but we are just so broken how do we man how do how do we help so many the, the, the just broken people we run across in our day-to-day lives one of the things that that I do is that you you have to walk in that that place of being an exhorter. We never know who we're gonna be. We never be with. We never know where we're gonna end up and who's gonna need us. Just on an everyday basis, we just have to look be on the lookout for encouragement. From my experience, it is it, it always starts with with just um, a, a, an effort of love, an effort of reaching out to see if the person next to you is okay or the person that there have been many times I've been, you know, over the course of my life, even on the train, and I'll stop and the Lord will say, say something to someone. So it begins there at the very foundational level. It begins with caring about somebody other than yourself. Mm. And, you know, it, that's mm. it. And, you know, and, and it grows out of that place. And, and when mm. we have a relationship with God, it's always going to be about how can I help make this person's day brighter, their life better? How can I love them, you know, if they need that? How can I be there in the midst of what they're going through? I always say that we have a lot of people around us as leaders that um, have needs. You know, even myself, I have a pastor. I have a leader. So we always have things that are going on. And the thing to me that is most important is be there when it happens. Um, One of the challenges that I have is that I love people. And sometimes people say, well, you don't have time for that. Well, I always have time for people because that's the ministry God has called me to. The day you forget to have time for people is the day you forget what you were created for. And so we want to be in that place where we always remember that we're here for one another because without community, what do we have? Amen. Amen. Well, let me ask you this. Let's talk about Signs of a Scribal Prophet. Um, Tell us, why why did you um, write this book, Signs of a Scribal Prophet? Wow. Um, the why is, is, is really I find myself in the midst of, of scribal ministry overall. And when we talk about scribes, we're talking about um, an ancient ministry in the Bible that many people think no longer exists today. But I always tell them that this ministry does exist, but it exists in a different form, and it exists under the new covenant. But I'm, I'm, I'm not able to hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Minister Dawn? Okay, can you hear me now? I'm having some interference in the line. Okay, Minister Dorn, can you hear me? 
Hello. Teresa. Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. That was crazy. I am sure that was sorry. that was real crazy. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you just have to laugh at stuff like that and keep it moving. <laughs> I'm telling you. Okay, so let's start over with Signs of a Scrabble Pocket. Why did you write this book? I wrote this book primarily to um bring clarity to the office of, of the, the office of the scribe when the scribe is walking as a prophet. And I use the term office of a scribe because it is that the scribal mantle is a scribal office. And I'll share a little bit more about that later. But the primary reason was, was this, and there are so many people that the Lord has been enlightening, enlightening about scribal ministry. And then I started seeing teachings on um, the scribal prophet, and a lot of them were a little off, and they, they weren't sharing some clarity, not saying that God has not given other people revelations, but there were some things there that just weren't quite what what we need to convey concerning this. And it was confusing a lot of the prophets that we see, a lot of those who believe that they're called to this area of ministry. So I wrote this book primarily to bring clarity to the ministry of the scribal prophets. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. Now, let me ask you, what, give me a clear description on what a scribal prophet is, because it's going to lead into another question I have. Okay, I will. One of the things that um, we we define it this way in Voice of the Christ, this isn't a definition that we have gotten from anyone. This is a definition that's been tried and tested through experiences that we've had in ministry, you know, mentoring people, teaching people, just observing my own walk. And in, in short, a scribal prophet is a prophet, a fully functioning prophet, as many of us have come to understand it. So we're not creating a new anything. We have a fully functioning prophet. So everything that you understand a prophet to be that lines up with the word is still there. The difference is for the scribal prophet is that this specific prophet tends to operate his and her his or her ministry directly out of the scribal realm, meaning all of their activity, all of their scribal activity and, and the administration of their ministry is centered on things that a scribe would do. For example, um, some, some scribal prophets are constantly churning out blogs, books, um, everything that they do, even if they give a prophecy, there's a desire to have that prophecy recorded, transcribed, um, a desire to have it memorialized or rehearsed. They'll constantly focus on, hey, you need to remember this. Don't just read it and move. They're always focused on some type of scribal activity. It can be administrative. It can be creative. It can be instructional. But you will see them always seeking to record permanently and write permanently those things that um, the Lord has placed in their in their heart. So that that's what a scribal prophet is. They're not limited to just writing. They're not limited to just recording. I'll even go as far as to say some of them may not necessarily have the 
the call to write or record, but they may function in an administrative capacity where they desire to see um, where they desire to see the things of God memorialized, remembered, cataloged, archived, put in place, um, where everything has to be just administratively tight, so to speak. If you if you've met people like mm-hmm. that with strong administrative tendencies, and then mm-hmm. you can have scribes that are primarily recorders, and they are are in the and they have a heart for. Record putting that when I say record, I mean that could include writing, it could include audio, it could include visual representation. It's not just limited to what we have come to think of scribal ministry as. So, so that's my definition, and that's what we give and teach within the ministry of Voices of Christ. Okay, so scribal, um, a scribal prophet and that ministry is not like just a regular old Christian author, right? No, uh-uh, uh-uh, and, and that's important because there that just you know I, I like to use this example, I really do. I like to use this example right here, and it says that, and we've heard this in many of of our schools of ministry. Just because someone can prophesy doesn't make them a prophet, even if you oh. give a real good prophecy. So in the same way, just because you write one book doesn't make you make you a scribe. It means that God just used you for that particular assignment. But generally, when someone is called to the office of a scribe, they will do or operate in that scribal ministry every single day, whether they are aware of it or unaware of it. We see it with musicians. We see it with psalmists. We see it with teachers. We see it in other areas of ministry. We're looking for that consistency. We're looking for that person who gets angry when you take their ink pen. We're looking for that person who has particular pieces of paper they like to write on. We're looking for people who covet things like journals and notebooks books and they may like to um, write with a certain color of ink they may be mm-hmm. obsessed with electronics like recording video um, um, publishing processes greeting cards making them they may have mm-hmm. all kinds of signs going on in their life they may love to read they may love to read or write certain in certain types of, of areas there are all kinds of signs but the key is they will walk in, administrate, and illuminate that in the course of their lives almost on a daily basis, unaware of it. So we're looking for that consistency. The same thing is when somebody says, I'm a prophet, I'm a prophet. You're, you're, you're not just somebody that's releasing the word of the Lord. You're looking for all of those functions that operate in the mature office of a prophet. And that goes for any gift. I mean, I wouldn't say or call myself an office of the evangelist if I'm not always operating in that. So we want to be aware of those differences. Amen. Yeah, so I, I, love I know that. that's a lot, but it's the easiest way to explain it, I think, and I think that's a good question. Well, you know, and, and too, once you begin to say that, I know people that only will write with a particular color, and I know people that hold journals <laughs> like you would not believe. And once you said that, now I'm like, oh, my goodness. Because well, I know you know the true test. Uh, the true test is is real funny. But when when um, school year shopping time comes around, mm-hmm. these would be the grown folks in Walmart hoarding everything, trying to get all yeah. those journals for fifty cents. <laughs> those they they love office supplies. You you find those people and you found the scribe, and even if you found the scribe, and if you find people like even at your family reunion, they're always telling stories. They're always mm-hmm. trying to find tell somebody else's story for them. 
They're always recording video things. They're obsessed with the camera. They got they yeah. feel the need to keep the record straight or and then this is one of my favorites. Have you ever met people that if you miss one like if you try to recount something that happened, a person might come up to you, No, that's not how it was. Let me tell yeah. you how it was. This oh, happened yeah. first and this happened So those kinds of people are really <laughs> Walking in a in a in a level of anointing and gifting that sometimes hasn't been developed till its fullest, and so when I, I see people like that, it's good to kind of share with them a little bit so that mm-hmm. they won't think that they're so weird. Because you know, when we're kids, our parents will tell us, "Girl, sit down somewhere. You too nosy. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, or, or why are you always writing? You know, things like that yeah. that we hear when we're growing up, but we don't recognize." that those are actually gifts and callings. And so one of the things that I really love doing is even helping parents say, no, your child isn't nosy. You need to explore that. No, your child is not just asking questions. Your child is a spiritual investigator. She's going to be a researcher. We want to be able to kind of re-divert some of these things that we see as nuances and begin Mm -hmm. to acknowledge them as giftings and callings and be able to pull them into um, what they really are in Scripture. And there, is, there are verses in the Bible that speak to this kind of wisdom in this age. So we want to be in a place where we can um, be catalysts for giving life to those people. Amen. Amen. Um, why is this message important for the body of Christ in this hour? Um, say that again. I did not hear you clearly. I'm sorry about that. Why is this message important for the body of Christ in this hour? Well, it's important for several reasons. The first I want to say is that we're still writing the book of Acts. And I don't mean that we're writing a Bible all over again, but there's still work that the Holy Spirit is doing in the earth. And one of the most significant things that we need to be aware of is how rapidly our society, our culture is changing And we're losing a lot of the things that made us um, strong believers. So we need to be in a place that we can actually, that we can actually preserve some of the things that God is doing and some of the things that he's saying to his people. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me ask Mm -hmm. you this. How does this gift impact Ephesians 4.11 ministry? Well, in the Ephesians 4.11 ministry, we, we, we remember in Scripture that the Scripture says that, I, I believe it's Ephesians 4 around verses 3 and 4, it begins by saying that Christ went up. He went up and he, you know, he, went, he ascended from, from the low place to the high place and he released gifts unto men. And this is significant because in this hour, we, we see the ministry of the scribe, and most people teach that the ministry of the scribe is, doesn't exist anymore. But the truth of the matter is the ministry of the scribe became what we call the, the, the office of the teacher or the ministry of the teacher. And so we see scribes mixed into that gifting. So God did not destroy scribes. He destroyed the order. He destroyed the, the, what, the corruption. He, but he changed it by the Holy Spirit and put us in a place where we could really fully and completely identify as um, as teachers in the body of Christ. Because remember, scribes were first and foremost teachers of the word. 
They wanted to make sure that the people of God um, received understanding in their calling. They wanted to make sure that the people of God were on task and on point concerning the direction that the Lord would have them go. So that's where it is in Ephesians 4.11. It's right there where it says teacher. You know, you mentioned earlier about how the scribes are the grown folks in, the, in, the, uh, in Walmart getting all the back-to-school supplies for themselves. So tell us about the role of the scribal prophet in the earth today. Wow. Mm. The role of the scribal prophet is very, 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 very broad, depending on the setting or the, or the climate that you're in. In my environment, for me and the calling on my life, I would, I would probably classify myself as a scribal prophet. And one of my main goals in the midst of my ministry is to bring light and to bring life to, to serving God in, in an immersed place. Everything that I write, everything that I do, everything that I present is about the ministry of immersion, even scribes. Because I'm like, Christian writers must immerse themselves in their calling. As believers, we must immerse ourselves in whatever area that God has called us to. So so as, as scribal prophets in the earth today, we're joining with God to make sure that the moves, the things that are taking place, that we are keeping the people of God on task. We're still watchmen. This is what we must remember. We're the same as the prophets of old in the sense of our intercession, in the sense of our watching, in the sense of directing the body of Christ. It's so important that we see ourselves from that perspective. Nothing has changed concerning our work as a prophet. That is, first and foremost, always going to be a a primary thrust. That is always going to be it. The scribal realm is what directs it and what orders our gift. It tells us that this is going to be a permanent record. This is going to be a memorial. This is to be rehearsed. This is to be archived. This is to be preserved. This is to be repeated. This is to be released in the earth on this on this level. So if the scribal aspect of it brings it in some type of order where we have a heart for the generations, because it's the people coming after us that we're scribing for. And so I hope that answers your question in that regard. Yes. And you know what? Yes. Oh, tell us about your school of the scribe. I want to hear more about this. Um, the School of the Scribes is a place where Christian writers, and I use that term Christian writers, can come and learn who they are biblically. I don't know about you, but I know that in the course of my life, I spent um, I spent an average of, you know, maybe 12, 13, 14 years from, from, from kindergarten all the way up to high school learning in Babylon. And so, you know, learning the world system, being educated in elementary school, that spent time in college and, and doing all these different things. But in the course of this, I, I only learned what the world system considered a writer, what the world system considered a scribe, what the world system said. And those are things that were deeply embedded in my heart. But the Lord began to minister to me about when are we going to get to a point where we recognize who we are from a kingdom perspective, not just as people from Babylon doing kingdom things, but from people who are are immersed in the reality of God, who are living out their purpose in Scripture. So the scribe school is centered around, around, I I don't know, the the word I can say is, I guess, is um, 
is, is moving all the dross, all of the old away, everything that we learned from Babylon, and exchanging that for the good, for the, for the, for the greatness that God has for us. It's teaching people, this is who I am as a prophetic scribe from a kingdom perspective. So now I can take who I am in God and see how that fits in the world versus taking what I've learned in all my years in the world and trying to make that fit in my religion or in my belief. Ah. So the scribe school, the scribe school is centered, centered around uh, awakening the scribe to their calling and doing it in a way that, that they can really grasp who they are in the, in, in the Lord. Because right now we have more people that have allegiances with the world system than they do with God. They don't want anything to do with somebody talking about a prophetic scribe, not realizing that the, that the only thing we're saying to you is, is have the heart and mind of God be your primary purpose. That's literally what we're saying. We're not saying become something else. We're just saying make God your number one priority and move in your ministry out of your heart for him and not out of what you think you're going to get or what you're going to achieve in the world. And that's a hard thing to do when you've been, um, like some of us, immersed in the educational system of Babylon for the last um, 20, 20, 22, 24 years mm-hmm. of your life, sometimes more than that. Yes, Absolutely. Um, how can we learn more about this message and the ministry of the scribe? Well, I want to. There are not a lot of resources out there concerning the ministry of the scribe. I haven't been able to find uh, any ministries like ours, and we've been around now for 16 years. I believe that we're probably one of the premier ministries that God has raised up in this hour. We have um, a series of books and curriculums, audio CDs, teaching, anything that's available from the theschoolofthescribe.com. They can also find these books on, online through um, Amazon.com, through our bookstore at the School of the Scribe, and they can teach them taking, going, literally going from the Word of God and walking themselves through understanding the ministry of the scribe. Oh, man. Let me ask you one of my favorite questions to ask guests that come on the show. Um, yes. what, have you learned, what have you learned about God in the last 12 months? Oh, my goodness. The one thing I have learned about God in the last 12 months is that, is that there is nothing in this world that I can do in and of myself. If I've never gotten that message, that message became very clear to me this year. Um, this has been a year where um, plans that I've had have not really gone the way that I thought. It's been a year that I thought I had one way and God had another. So I really had to adjust myself to um, the plan that God has for me. And so I would say that um, that God is in control and not Teresa. <laughs> Amen. What, um, what are you seeing as top, hot, hot topic conversations among the squad? Wow, wow. I can say this, I can say this clearly, I can say this clearly, that I see one of the top conversations among scribes is generally the same conversation that is around Christian writers in general, and that is how can I get my message to the people that um, need what what God has placed inside of me? That's one of the questions. Another question that I'm receiving 
um, from a lot of scribes in these hours. How can how can scribal ministry be profitable for me? And interestingly enough, I think this is meant. This is a these are questions that any minister in the worship arts would have. So so while it's a scribal question, it's really a, a question that that is, that affects everybody and anyone in the midst of the worship arts. Amen. Um, those um, among the scribal prophets, what are some of the values that they cherish the most? Among scribal prophets, uh, so the, the, I would I would say being able to hear God accurately. That would be, probably be number one, and the second one would be being able to move expertly in His timing when it comes to their scribal gifting. Those would be the two that I would highlight more than anything else: hearing God and moving in the right timing of God. And, again, I would also say that these are probably the um, top two that would be um, relevant to just a prophet in general. Amen. Amen. Now, tell us what's next on your agenda. What's coming up next for you? Well, the thing that I'm working on next, I have have a, a book that I've been been trying to get out now for several years, and that book, I'm not even going to name it on the line, but that book is in the works. I'm also in the process of writing um, The Signs of a Scribal Apostle, because that is another aspect of, of the calling that needs to be clarified, and probably walking through the other fivefold gifts in the same way through, the, through a book similar to um, Signs of a Scribal Prophet. Absolutely. As far as the scribal prophets are concerned, how important is Christian leadership? Um, I didn't hear you. You're going to have to say that again. The static is still really, really rough. I know. I know. Um, You know what I think I'm going to do? Um, I I think that I'm going to have you uh, tell people how to get in touch with you, and then we're going to pray. Yes, yes, yes. Um, if people want to reach me, the best way to reach me is online. It's schoolofthescribe.com, schoolofthescribe.com, or voicesofchrist.com. Those are generally the best ways to um, reach me. Okay. Will you pray for our audience tonight? Yes, 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 I will. And we're just going to pray even into this interference. I know that this is... Um, this is truly, truly not God in the midst of this line. But I want to just pray tonight, Father. We thank you in the name of Jesus, even for the effort, Lord. I thank you for the effort of your servant, even having this call tonight. But, Father, I thank you for those that have, have faithfully listened in. I thank you for what you're going to do in the midst of every scribe that you have called. Lord, I declare that they are indeed scribes instructed in the kingdom of heaven who are masters of their houses who bring out treasures, things new and old from ancient of days. Father, I declare, even if this is in prayer, that they are some, that they are commanders of their city, according to Ezekiel 9. Father, that they are not afraid to go boldly in the midst of their tribal ministries and tend those things that you have declared. Father, I thank you that even the tribes that anticipated hearing what you have to say tonight, Lord, that they will that they will know without a shadow of a doubt, Lord God, that, that you're going to teach them concerning who they are, that they're going to move powerfully in this area, Lord. Those who are prophets, you just call them to life in the name of Jesus as scribes. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in this season as we continue to write the book of Acts. I thank you for what 
you're doing in this season as we continue to document and record your work, as we continue to write into the coming generation. Father, I thank you for those tribal prophets that are writing ahead of their time, that are moving ahead of their time in teaching through innovation, through administration, instruction, and creativity, whatever area you would have them, God. Father, we just declare that they will not grow weary in their world doing it. Their focus will be immersed in you, not in the rewards of this world, but in you. And, Father, I thank you for what you're doing in the midst of this ministry and in the midst of this ministry of the tribe, Lord, even on this radio broadcast that we are full, fully persuaded. And, Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you. Yes, God. Uh, mm-hmm. I owe yes. you a show. Will you come back on? Yes, I received that, and I thank you. I will surely come back on. You and we will not have this warfare this time because this is warfare. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much. I love you, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 